So after the creation and until the kingdom comes again, our life goes like a, a grandiose drama that is directed by God as a producer. And according to his calling, God has designed your role in the drama. So your life is not about what to do. Maybe you know people will say that so you are a medical doctor, then you might be happy. And you are just a businessman, then you are not that happy than a doctor. But you know, the life goes not like that. You, know, you are living according to the calling of God, whether you have one dollar or two. And all are the same. That is the decision made by God. So what to do is not about our decision. Just one thing you remember is that whatever you, whatever your life would be, but you know you have to follow the original scenario for you yourself. And then all will reach to the holiness and blameless, blamelessness, you know, you know, by the predestination of God. So, in terms of the, the, the parables of talents, you know, all are uh, not you know having the same you know amount, but the in the, in the parable of Muna, all are the having all are having the same amount of the money, which means that. They all are you know, called by God you know, for the same purpose. So what I mean is that you should meet with God in a blameless, in a blameless and glorious in a shape. So what you will do on earth is not something difficult, something imp important. That is something that you will you know, make with God. So let's, for case of David, he is called as a king, but he didn't boast about you know, become a king, becoming a king. Even when he you know, committed a sin, and in case of Saul, you know, Saul was afraid of being taken away his crown, but David you know, was not interested in his crown. And after committing a sin, he confessed that, Lord, please restore the excitement, the joy of salvation, and give me the, uh, the spirit of honest. And he is seeking the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And the crown is not something that he should concern. And his crown is from God, and it's made by his decision. There's no reason for him to boast about his crown, and there's no advantage you know, in that as well. So we have 20 assistant pastors, you know, can I say that they are inferior to me, that they are under, under my leadership? No. They are not my own servant. They are servants of God. So they are living with God, not living through me. So if we don't have money in church, no, I'm not giving out to them. And I will take first. Because the boss of my church is not me, but God. So why, Assistant Pastor, why you don't say Amen to this? Amen. Okay, you say Amen that I'm not giving to you. So that is the calling from God. So God is leading you according to the best scenario designed for you. 
And the sermon yesterday was kind of important sermon that it will make you uh, enable to see the whole picture of your life. So you have to follow the original scenario designed by God. So the content of your life is not decided by yourself. And the Bible you know, speaks about that you know, in a thousand places. It's, it's not me, but Christ lives in me. Like Psalms, he will let you know, you know where to go and cast out your burden upon him and recognize him in every circumstances. He is making the content of your life. So what you do is that No, you only need to do, you know, what you need to do is just to agree with God and then making the things with God. So that is the original design, you know, for human beings when they are created. You are not, you know, you know designed, you know, to put your effort to maintain your life. Furthermore, we are not created to work. We are created as the partner of love you know, for God. We are created as royal beings. So please believe this. So by Adam's fall, the humankind, they lost this great amount of privilege. But you know, when Jesus comes again, you know, he has restored everything. So that's why Romans 8.12 says that, you know, we are not indebted to the flesh. We are not living because of the, the debt that we have you know, to our flesch. We are not living for you know, maintaining our lives to support our life, our family, and I'm, I'm not preaching because I'm a pastor. I don't have any you know, debt to my flesh. You know, so that you, know, you can say that to live with God is kind of a light life. You know, it's, it's free and it's joyous. So what you need is that, you know, just receive, you know, He designed for you with faith and then welcome Holy Spirit, you know, continuously. So even at this moment, what you do is just to welcome the Holy Spirit who is coming to you. So Paradelkoma, welcome the Holy Spirit who comes to you. So that is how humans should live. That is the original design that you are made of. And I know that, you know, you will not be able to understand the whole scenario of God from the first moment. But what is important for Joseph was that you know, he didn't have any hurt. So no matter what kind of sufferings he, he experienced, he didn't, you know, reject that time. He didn't fall into despair. He didn't choose to get hurt. That's why Joseph was able to follow the original scenario of God. And then as he you know, continues to you know, keep in step with God, you know, he, God was adding something good you know, to his life. And then you know, from, the, from, uh, uh, from a certain moment, he was able to see the whole picture of God for him. That is not something special and limited to Joseph. But when you look at the Bible as an entire, you know, you will see that, you know, that is you know, applying to all the sons of God. So when you receive this with faith, when you are young, 
you will be able to live like Joseph. From a certain moment, you will be able to open your eyes to see the whole picture of your life. And when you are reaching my age, you will be in glorification. Nothing else will be problematic for you. The things from Babylonian system. So you will not complain, no, I ruined because of that person. I ruined my life because of the lack of money. You will never say that because you are entering into glorification. So for today, so God is leading us in the way. And we share uh, several reasons that you can, you cannot experience that. And one of that was hurt and wounds. So we have to focus on some elements that hinders you from you know, walking with God. So in a world, you know, we should see how God is providing with us you know, for our spiritual growth. So when God leads you to the, the stage of glorification, we will see how, in which way, God is leading us to that point. So from the Bible, from the whole books of the Bible, we will survey in that issue in a today, this morning. So my point is that you have to see the whole picture, entire picture. So from Abraham, we we deal we, we dealt with you know, born again, being born again. So for those who are not born again, you know, here, you know, you know, you have to be born again, you know, above all. And I saw that many of you are you know, doubting about having having a doubt to your uh, regeneration. But you know, we you know, term your status as that. You know, you don't have any confirmation of salvation. I'm not saying about going to hell or not, but you, know, you don't have confirmation whether you'll be standing before the Lord you know, gloriously if you die tonight. So that's something that I've dealt with in a in a First Thessalonian. So righteousness, faith, and the life. And from Habakkuk 2:4, it is prophesied that righteous shall reap by faith. So strictly speaking, the Old Testament doesn't speak about faith. Of course, there are some occasions that you find the word faith, but you know, fundamentally, there's no kind of faith in the Old Testament. Yeah, that is right. And the doctors you know, confirm that you know they 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 earn the degree from you know many universities in the world. So if they say yes, you know that will be yes. Mm. There's no sort of concept concept of faith in the Old Testament. But you know the faith that the Old Testament speaks about is that, you know, the faith that you know God is going to rescue me from the danger. You know, that is the nature of the faith in the Old Testament. But there's no faith you know, to receive the grace of God in Old Testament. There's no faith in the restoration of the kingdom of God in the Old Testament. 
And uh, the faith begins with Jesus in the New Testament. And anyway, in Habakkuk 2.4, there's a prophecy that the righteous shall live by faith. And Paul is quoting that verse from you know, uh, Habakkuk to uh, Romans 1.17. And the Paul's point, uh, focus in Romans is uh, about righteousness. And in Galatians, the same verse is quoted again in 3.11. But Galatians, Galatians, it deals with the matter of faith. And in Hebrews 10, 38, and Hebrews focus in, it's about you know, life. So all they are, you know, quoting and receiving the prophecy of Habakkuk 2.4. But, you know, they, you know, you know make it various, you know, in terms of their focus on that you know, aspect that, you know, they are dealing with the entire picture of observation in the Bible. So the focus is that you receive to become righteous with faith, and then you will live a life of righteous. So when you have problem in your faith, you will not be able to receive being righteous. And there are in many of you, you know, a person like that. So many maybe, maybe you, know, you have some problem, but but there will be a problem about you know, the truth system in your church, or you maybe have been um, your personal you know, bondage. Anyway, you know, it's because of faith, the matter of faith. And let's say you have faith, and this is rare in you know, a truth. But you, know, you don't know about the righteousness, and the righteousness is about the power of the blood. But you, if you don't know about the power of righteousness, become righteousness, Especially, you don't know about the book of Hebrews, and if you don't know about Hebrews 7, 8, 9, and you know, you will not be able to understand the power of the blood, that you will know, you will not be able to uh, understand the power of the, become, power of to become righteousness, to become righteous, and then, as a result, your life is not going to be like the life of the righteous person. So when you receive righteousness with faith, then it's natural for you to experience the transformation of your life. And when I met with Jesus, you know, 90% of me was totally you know, transformed. Maybe some of you have you know, experienced gradual you know, transformation. But you know, once you receive being righteous, you know, with faith, then you will be able to live as a righteous person. Your character, your your personality, all they will be you know, transformed. So when you receive you know, righteousness with faith, but you still don't have the confirmation of salvation, and it's because you don't have any fruits of your life. And the reason that you don't have fruits from your life is because you are not uh, being supported you know, by you know, uh, the truth that speaks about the righteousness. So when you have to grow continuously, you have to you know, you know, absorb good nutrition. So let's say you are born again and you receive righteousness with faith, but you don't have any fruits. And then it will make you doubt whether you are saved or not. Of course, you are still going to the church. 
But when you go out to the world and then you will act like uh, the person in the world, there's no difference between you and uh, uh, the world. And then there's no fruit of become fruit, fruit of righteousness that you, know, you will say that you don't have any uh, confirmation of salvation. So you know, the result of your life will be clear after you die. But it's not uh, the way in which the, the people of God you know, is living. But you have to you know, continuously meet with him as an eternal presence so that you, know, you will die whenever you know, God wants you to die. So like you know, Mark 8, uh, 35 says, those who follow me as disciples, they have to bear their cross, you know, denying themselves. That's the life of disciples. So if you live like that, you can die for the Lord, you can die for the gospel. That is from Mark 8, 35. Are you, are you going back home? No. So let's continue. So what I'm saying is that you should not have any problem in your face. And faith is a gift from God. So there's no, no problem in faith. So if you are born again, so to a certain extent you will have faith in you, right? Maybe there's some problem in righteousness. That's because you didn't receive the truth accurately. But you, know, you are now receiving the accurate truth from this conference. So when you receive righteousness with faith, and almost automatically your life will be transformed. If you don't have any problem in righteousness and faith, and then your life should be changed naturally as a consequence. You know, maybe you know, it will take some time, you know, you know, but you know, evidently your life should change. And it, there's no reason that your life will not change. So faith, righteousness, and life. And when these three will be one, and then you will confirm your salvation. So we have clear criteria for salvation in our church. So if I can say clearly whether he is saved or not, you are not ambiguous in this matter. So that's why when you have some funeral in our church, you know, that was actually feast. We didn't intend to do so, but because of the strong anointing on the funeral, because of, you know, that person is now entering into the kingdom of God gloriously, we can throw a party in open there. <laughs> Furthermore, you know, a little children, eight years old, he died in a car accident. And I ordered to his dead body three times. Be alive, be alive, be alive. But it, he didn't. He didn't arise again. Then I was about to fall into despair because he was a holy boy. And there's no reason for God to make him die. But God knew that. And God was saying to me that I've done that. And from that moment, the truth of God was spreading all uh, around the church. 
and his funeral was a party, was a feast, because she was entering into the kingdom of God gloriously. And the result, and the reason that he died, you know, manifested, you know, you know for us. And that time, we were, we were preparing the conference in Argentina, and we didn't have any money. And after his car accident, and there was some, you know, compensation for the accident. And then the parents, they offered the money for the conference in Argentina. So God told me, and I told God, God, I cannot do the conference with this money. But God told me that in order to make life alive, you, I need life. So as a result, Pastor Herman from Argentina came here. So that precious servant is from the conference. So, like that, there's a clear criteria for salvation. So, all of you should have the confirmation of salvation, like that. So, God is leading those who have the confirmation of salvation, like Joseph, as he led Joseph. Joseph was able to be free from all bondages you know, through the time of sufferings and tribulation. Like Psalms 105 you know, says, no, in order to use him, God was uh, putting him into the time of tribulation. And we will see you know, how can be free from the bondages. What is the element for our spiritual growth? That's the topic for today. And actually, this is something that you have to deal with for in, through entire of your life, through your entire life. And in an, even me, not, I've been living with the Lord for 33 years, but I'm still doing the same thing now, not to enter into the glorification. So first one is that, when we look at Ezekiel 47, and there's water comes from the east, eastern gate. And Ezekiel was, was, was seeing the vision. But each single time when he saw a vision, and he was able to see that the, the level of the water is growing. And first, first time, for the first time, you know, the, the level of the water is, is deep as deep as ankle, and then to knee, and to the level of waist, and then you know, to the last stage, you know, the water you know, flows, and the water comes to the level of your, your, his head. So what does it mean you know, for our spiritual growth? He says that, he shows that in as much as you empty yourself, God is going to fill with, fill you. So if you are emptied in the level in the, as high as, you know, your ankle, and then you, he, you'll be filled with God, you know, in that, you know, amount. And then to the knee level and to the waist level. So fundamentally speaking, the life of saints should be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
There's no reason for the saints not to be filled with the Holy Spirit because they have the Spirit in them and then I'm relying on the Him. So let's say I fill the water into the cup and then the water will overflow. That is the state that you are filled. But no, the, 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 the way that we, in which we are filled with the Holy Spirit is that you will just throw a cup into a, a huge vessel. So we are now in that state. So He is in I, and we are going into His presence. So for those who are born again, and there's no reason for them not to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That is why Bible says Bible takes as a it as a principle to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's natural for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not that you know you will be filled with the Holy Spirit because you came to the conference, but you know wherever you go, you have to maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit. You know, just one reason that will make you be filled with the Holy Spirit. But when you are not emptied, and as I'm, you know, throwing the cup into the water, but you know, you will not be filled with the water because you are not emptied. So that's why you have to continuously empty yourself. That you know, you are totally emptied, and then you will be experiencing the the entire perfection of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So please don't be lazy in dying to yourself, emptying yourself. Maybe in, a, in your daily life, you will receive something filthy and unwanted. And in the evening or in the early morning, you have to re recollect your life, you know. Realizing that, oh, I received that sort of spiritual flow when I met with that person. Or, you know, you will find that, you know, I didn't, you know, deal with that problem, you know, spiritual problem. Or, I, I am filled I, with the spirit of the world you know, when I was going for shopping. So, it's so important for you to recorrect your you know, daily lives every day. Let's say that someone has a, 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 a severe, you know, affliction and then... The she will be, or he will be mourning and complaining. You know, why God is giving me this, you know, affliction, you know, not knowing about the reason. But in most cases, maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago, or from the starting point of your life, you know, you can't find the reason from that moment. So if you do sin and you, you don't repent about the sin, and you will think that you know, you know that record of sin is eliminated because you forget that. No, you know, without the power, the blood of the sin will not be you know, erased. So when you don't repent, when you don't deal with that problem. And there will be a moment that you know, that single sin will be great as uh, you know, the, the, the closer, the huge, huge in the iceberg. So, so you, know, you will you know, complain that you know, I didn't do anything, but why God is giving me this you know, conflict? With, why God is giving me this affliction? No, but every day, every day, in every moment, we have to maintain the state of righteousness. 
so that you know, we can maintain the state you know, to meet with God you know, continuously. There's evidence that when you are maintaining righteousness, and you will be repenting continuously. So you saw a girl, and then she was beautiful, and then you took a, a spirit of morality. But you know the spirit will react in immediately in the inner. That is the spirit of repentance, saying that you know that's the morality, and then you will repent. You know, Lord, I'm sorry, and then I repent, and then the power of the blood is working in you, and the the word of God is now you know working in you that you will be able to maintain the state of righteousness. That is how you can live with the spirit. To live with the spirit is not something in imagination, but it is the encountering with God continuously. So the spirit, you know, has to go before you always. But you know, please let, uh, please don't let your mind, your thinking, you know, will lead you before the spirit. But your personality should be led by the spirit. God is the spirit, so that you, your spirit can meet with the spirit of God. So if if the if God is the flesh, you know, you can you know use your flesh. But there's no reference in the Bible that God is the flesh. And there's no reference in the Bible that God is thinking, but he's not thinking. He is the spirit, so that my spirit has to meet with his spirit. So that's how to live with the, the spirit. So I know that many of you are suffering from unbelief, spirit of unbelief that, you know, you'll be, uh, you'll try to give up that, you know, oh, that's not about me, that's too complicated, and I cannot achieve that, you know, I will just give up. No, 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 please follow me. Please receive the word of his face. So, I guarantee in the name of Jesus, And there will be many people here who will be revolutionized to hear the word of God. And uh, a young boy from Guatemala came to me, and she was crying before me. I'm really thankful for God to have this ministry. Uh, I will, I will see that you know my church and my family will be you know, transformed. You know, and that was his confession. And all of you will be like this. You know. So please receive the word with faith. So when I preach in Africa, and they are so poor, right? So they are desiring for the word of God so much. And there are some persons who just pass away, who are just passing away, you know, listening to the word, because this was too shocking then for them. So one sister I, I saw there is that, you know, she 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 you know, screamed and she passed away, passed out. I mean, passed out, you know, to listen to the word. What I mean is that it's not something that I personally speak to you, but this is the word of God for the remnant in this age. So it's not kind of the word that I prepared for one year or two, but you know, throughout 30, 33 years, you know, God was raising up the remnants through this word. So listen to the word carefully. 
So what I mean is that you have to empty yourself continuously uh, without you know, seizing. I, I, I don't want to share this uh, deeper about this, but you know, I should you know, tell about the life of Apostle Paul. Uh, I, I'm not sure whether I'll be able to share about the story of Paul or not, <laughs> but I will share if God wants me to do. So first, you have to empty yourself, and then the first thing that you will experience is that you know you have to confirm the fact that you are crucified with Him. You die with Christ. Of course, in the, is, this is something that you experience when you are born again. But the old person in you, he tries to make you choose sin, and then he will it will try to revive. You have to you know, cure it continuously. From Galatians 5.16, there's a battle between the desire of the Holy Spirit, the desire of the uh, flesh. So you have to win the victory in the, the battle that happens in you, that the, the new person will be flourishing, that you will be emptied continuously. So there might be some of you who are doing the, the, your, the inner battle, but there might be someone who don't know, you know about it at all. But at least the ratio of your old person, the ratio of new person should be five to five. That you will understand then how severe the inner conflict, inner battle in you is. But you know there might be some person who have the ratio of the Holy Spirit as one, but the the power of the flesh will be nine. So one to nine that you know the the, the new person is now being oppressed by the old person. But it should be reversed. That you will be able to oppress the the old person that you will make it powerless. So Ezekiel 47 is about emptying yourself for your spiritual growth. That is fundamentally important thing for you, for your life. So maybe there's some chance you know, for me to meet with you again. And I want you to listen to my sermon on the Lord's Prayer or the, the sermon on the Beatitudes. And there's a Spanish translation you know, for the sermons. You have to refer to the Spanish translation of my sermon on the Lord's Prayer and the Beatitudes uh, to know about emptying yourself. This is not something you know simple that I can you know summarize in the world. QR. And I will let you know the QR code through which you can connect to our website that you will be f finding some Spanish translation of my sermon. And there's something that you should listen when you are entering into the, the life of spirituality. Uh, I'm not saying that this is basic because it's easy, but no, I'm saying that as a basic, you know, because it's the most important issue for your spiritual life. So you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit always. You have to maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit. But when you are not emptied, 
and maybe some of you will experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit through this conference. It's like you know you are filled with the Holy Spirit, but again, when you go back home, then you will your life will not unchange it because you are not empty. But you we should receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit, emptying ourselves down to ourselves. So that the, the, you have to personify the fullness of the Holy Spirit. What does it mean? You will you know, feel pain if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. You will not live you know, properly without the fullness of the Holy Spirit. That should be your life. As I said yesterday, you, know, you should be you know, fasting three days to watch a movie. So you don't watch a movie any longer. You feel pain when you going when you are going for shopping. So that's the life you know of the people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Except for the holy things, you will not touch anything. So let's continue. So secondly, so emptying yourself, that's the first issue. And in Gospel of Mark 4, there's a parable of sowing seed. So let's look at Mark 4, chapter 4. It seems that I will preach long because I'm dealing with many issues, many chapters. So are you enjoying to listen to the sermon long? This long sermon? And you are addicted to my sermon, you know. So maybe some of you will feel empty when I end sermon shortly. Is it your case? So, in Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, there are four types of fear. And 15, there are a field along the path, and 16, the field, rocky places, and there's a thorny field, and there's a good soil. And you will be you know, one of the four styles of the soil. Yep. What I'm saying is that you will be in the sense of the one of the four sort of soil. So the point to empty yourself is that to make your heart as a good soil. There's no field but the good soil which can bear fruit. So you have to be like good soil. Like God's prophet John 15, you know, God seeks fruits from our life. So when you come before the Lord, and He is calculating how much fruit you bear. So it's not for judgment, it's for reward. To receive the glory, we will bear the fruit. And bearing fruit is not about our effort. He is a tree. We are the branches connected to the tree. So when we are connected to Him, we will bear the fruit naturally as a consequence. So it's natural for us to bear fruit. 
also the reason that we cannot bear the fruit will be one will be because of the one reason because we are disconnected from the the, the, the tree but we have to be connected to the the tree so good soil means that you are connected to the tree but when you are connected to the tree but if there's a problem in, in the soil soil of your heart when you don't receive any nutrition and then the whole tree will die right so that's why you have to be like good soil in order to be good soil so it's not that you will make good soil you know no no automatically but you have to you know the, the flip you know make it renew every day every day and pouring out water you have to cultivate it so when a single seed is sown in the soil that you can embrace the, the weight of the soil as soft as like that so in the gospel of luke you know it points to uh, that soil as a good heart and good heart and humble heart so when you have this humble heart and good heart as a good soil and you will be able to bear fruit so in the, the text chapter 4 when you become good soil and what happened will be seen from 26 so he also said this is what the kingdom of God is like a man scattered seed on the ground there are two sort of you know, the way of cultivation one is to sow the seed like Israelites do and they are you know, sowing seed and the secret for the success of that cultivation is that it depends on the nature of the soil, right? So there's no problem in the seed. Uh, what I mean is that there's no problem in the Word of God. But, you know, the matter is about, you know, what kind of the heart you have. When your heart is entire and perfect, and then you will be able to you know, bear the fruit. It's a good soil. So one of the great elements you know, for your space life is to receive the Word of God. When you receive the Word of God accurately, and there will be no problem in your face life. When you are able to eat the Word of God you know, in a proper way, then there will be no problem in your face life. So I could say that 90% of your faith life is about receiving the Word of God with faith. And there will be no problem to you. And I'm thinking it's very important for each saint in our church to have the calling to our church. But first, the criteria is that to confirm the, the calling is that whether they can receive the word proclaimed through me with faith or not. If they cannot, you know, they will just go out. And certainly they will go out because the church, to come to the church is about the calling of God. So all saints from the little baby and to the old people, they receive the word of God proclaimed through me with faith because they have calling to this church. 
So when you receive the Oroka V's face, and there will be no problem in your face line. Maybe there are some technical issues, but there will be, it's not kind of a you know, great problem to you. So the same thing to you. The, the core of your face life, he said, you will receive the word of God or not. And, and that's natural because the word comes from God and that's the core of the kingdom of God. And that word is power and authority and wisdom to you. So how much important it is to receive uh, the word of God with faith. And then, furthermore, you are the beings of the new covenant, that you are having the word in you already. So when you, the, the word in you encounters with the, the, pro, the word proclaimed, and then you experience the power and authority. So when you become the good soil, and 27, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. There's no reference that he should walk. No. This is a stage of rest. So without any effort, you can you know, bear the fruit. So when you maintain the fullness of, fullness of the Holy Spirit, you will enter into the stage of rest. It's going to be easy for you to forgive and it's going to be easy for you to break through and your prayer life is going to be easier and it's going to be easier for you to live holy so that's why Hebrews 4.19 says that you have to make every effort to enter into the stage of rest so after a certain moment we all will be able to enter into glorification and glorification, I mean, the Sabbath rest is about faith that you, know, you will have no doubts you know, toward the promise of God. That is the stage of the rest. So, 28, and all by itself, the soil produces grain, which means that it's, it's so easy to live with God. It's the easiest thing for you to live with God. But why? Why do you feel that it's hard to live with God? It's not that you know the life itself is difficult for you, but you have the strong tendency, fleshly tendency in you, that you will go against the, the grains of the Lord, that the life with God is going to be difficult for you. But you know the, the easiest thing you know for us is to live with God. So let's think about this. Why? Why is it so easy? You know, God will complain maybe one time or not. You know, when you do, you know, misbehavior one other time, and even He didn't. He will not remember our sin if you remember, and He will give us, you know, all the things in a shocking way. So that's why I can say that it's easy to live with God. But the world goes not like that. The world will not treat you in the way. You know, you will do you know, something good, you know, something well you know, one other time, but you made mistakes one time but you no know, by the one time of mistake you no know, they will you no know, rebuke you they will complain to you no but why why do you feel that it's so hard to live with God because of the fleshly desire fleshly power in you so when you become a good soil when your heart becomes good soil and verse 30 and 32 when planted it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants. 
with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. This is the essence of the church. When the truth is implanted in the church, it can be a grandiose tree. But 2,000 years ago, by Augustine, by the Emperor Constantine, and they ruined, they corrupted the truth. So after the early church, the, the, the church um, suffered from the, the fake truth. But in the, the books of prophets, like especially Zechariah 5, he prophesies that there will be a glorious church you know, appearing again in the same time. So why? Because we will restore the truth. So I'm, I'm doing my ministry for the last 25 years, and I'm doing ministry you know, for you know, 33 years you know, by myself. You know, the, what is shocking is that, you know, according to the proclamation of, you know, done by me, you know, God is you know, establishing the church. So I'm not, you know, posting my church, you know, that you know, I want you to come to my church. But, you know, God established our church as the model for the remnant church in this age. That's why I'm inviting you to my church. Whether what kind of glorious church God is now establishing. So that's why I mean, I'm calling the people. And I want to call the young others to establish them as, a, as, a, as a pastors. And there are churches like that, you know, in, the, in Korea because we restore the, the true system. And we you know, pour out all the chips of the great prostitute. The church can be like a great, gigantic tree. So you have, your heart should be like a good soil, like that. And so you have to cultivate your heart with the word of God and pulling out all filthy things from the heart. So let's look at three other types of the, the soil. Maybe you will be in one of the three, but you have to cultivate yourself. So the first one is a soil beside the path. And 15, they listen to the word. And 20, it, they say that they listen to the word. But in two verses, the Greek Bible does not use the same word to express, to listen, and that is by, that is done intentionally by Mark. So each verses are using the different word to express the, the, the meaning to receive. And then, you know, the verse, the verbs are expressed in a, in a, in a perfect you know, tense. And verse 16, you know, they just receive, but in verse 20, they welcome the word, which means that with all personality, they welcome the word of God, which means that they don't receive the word with their brains, but with faith, with all personalities, they receive, they welcome the word of God, but not, you no, know, the rest of the, 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 the souls do not you know, welcome the seed like that. And before cultivating their heart with the world, you know, all these three souls are influenced by the, the, the mindset of the world. 
that there's no kind of space that the one single seat can go into your heart. So that's why I'm saying that your smartphone is so dangerous for you because, you know, by the information of the world, the enemy tries to you know, fill you, your mindset, that not a single word of God, you know, a single bit of word of God can go into, go into your heart. So when you are filled with the, the word, spirit of the word, you cannot receive the word of God. And you know, if you don't listen to the word of God, it's because you are filled with the spirit of the word. So in order to solve that issue, you, know, you will not just cultivate, but you have to destroy all the, the, the soil. You have to break you know, all the soil that you can receive the word of God. So for the per, per people like that, you know, have to you know, fast for 40 days you know, several times. So because it's miserable to maintain that state. So you have to fast, you know, if you want to solve the problem, you know, rejecting all the elements of the world, you have to see the face of God individually. But, you know, I cannot be sure whether you will become a good soul or not if you are filled with the, the spirit of the world like that. So it's so dangerous, you know, to be, you know, beside you know, the past. You know, the spirit of the Holy Spirit, it hates the spirit of the world because the world cannot know the spirit, it cannot receive the, the spirit. So you have to be separable from the, the world. You know, the, the world gives you poison. It, it doesn't, you know, do anything good, you know, to you. Please don't be deceived. No, our life should not be you know, torturous, you know, painful if we don't know about the world. Rather, you know, in as much as you know about the world, your life is going to be painful because they give you poison. And they, they you know, they make you unknown about God. So you have to destroy the soils you know, beside the past. And there's another sort of, you know, soil that is filled with the rocky rocks. And it sprouts and the, the root comes from the, the seed. And they receive it with joy. And receiving in 16, the use is the same or in 15. Which means that it doesn't, you know, receive the word of God, you know, with their whole personality. The only occasion, you know, that refers to uh, welcoming the the word of God, you know, is is from is is found only in from first uh, twenty that the mark is intentionally using the different word in uh, those three types of good soil. So, you no. Know, First 16.2, the state of the unbelief. He received the word with joy, but when the, the suffering comes, you know, they will throw away. So when you receive the word of God you know, properly, the one of the, the, the evidence is that you will you know, experience you know, affliction. Your life should not be you know, only merely happy, you know, because when you live by the truth, you will experience persecution. It's natural, you know, like Joseph. And the scenario of God is that, for you, is that, you will experience the affliction. But what God said to Joseph is that his life will be successful. It's not successful being successful in the world. 
but being successful means that the will of God for the soul will be realized, actualized, no matter how enemies are attacking you, no matter what kind of sufferings you are having, no matter what kind of pains you have, you know, the glory of God to you will be actualized. So when you receive the word of God, it's natural for you to experience the pains and sufferings. So, no, I want you to confess that and then raise your hands. You are welcoming the, the pains you know, out of receiving the word of God. So raise your hand if you are welcoming the sufferings you know, out of receiving the word of God. It's okay that I will experience the pains and sufferings because if I can receive the word of God properly, oh Lord, bless all these souls that they can be a good soul that you know, no pains and no sufferings can you know, make them down. So you have to cultivate this rocky soil. This is the, the soil of unbelief. So, for the last one, there's a thorny, thorny soil. And 17, they saw a tree, and then there's a branch and roots and leaves. But another sort of seed was sown in the field. That, you know, the, the, the power from other sort of you know, seed will you know, hinder the, the seed as a word, word of God, as a seed will grow. So because you know, they have greed, the other sort of seed stands for greed. It's like you know, there's two, two different governments in, in the one country. So God is in you, and the idol is in you as well. So your life sh should be complicated. You will experience conflict, you know, always. So that's why I'm saying that it's too dangerous you know, to have greed in you. Why greed is so dangerous to you? The old person in you, its nature is called sarx. And the nutrition for sarx is that. And the, the original power of sarx is greed. There are five sorts of greed. And the desire for possession, desire for security, desire for fame and honor, desire for dominion, desire for idol, idolatry. So when you repent deeply, and the the last evil that you will find in you is these five five evil desires in you. So the normal people will not be able to recognize these five desires as sinful. So all the sins, they are the mixtures of these five desires. That's why in Colossians, Paul is saying that you know, greed is idolatry. So Paul is dealing with the matter of sin from chapter 3 in Colossians. And all these things are originated from the desire. 
with the mixture of these five desires, sometimes you will have the immorality and because of the desire of possession, you will have the spirit of immorality and because of the five desires, you will you know, steal something and this is out of the desire for possession. So when these five desires came into human being, and from Genesis 4, when Cain built up the world, <laughs> but the element with which Cain built the world is these five desires. And we can see these five desires from Genesis chapter 4. So this desire have been always with human beings when they created this world. So when you ignore these five desires in you, and you will idolatrize, idolatrize God. So uh, to serve idol means that you are uh, making your creed as your God. That you know you will make you no. Know, God as power, uh, the God who will give you, you know, what you need. So in order to earn something that you need, you will call the name of God. So how dangerous it is to have this creed. And this is explained more specifically in my preaching on Habakkuk, which you can find from my you know, website. So that's why you have to cultivate this you know, soil. Because you cannot ignore these two different governments living in you. So you are listening about you know what God will do throughout your life. So first, empty yourself. And for that purpose, you have to listen to my sermon on the Lord's Prayer and the Beatitudes. And you can refer to uh, my preachings on Pauline episodes. And secondly, to cultivate your heart, no, God will make you good soil. And thirdly, what we refer to is that, and let's look at 1 John 1.15. And John is categorizing four types of saints in his church. Firstly, he is referring to children and sons from 2.15, Paideia and Technon. So, children, son, Paideia, Technon. And young young men and then fathers. Why there are the four categories of saints in uh, John's church? Because there are four types of you know saints in the church. So who are the children? They are those who receive salvation immediately. And the children, they are in the way that they will be imitating the character of God. 
young men are those who are experiencing severe spiritual warfare growing spiritually. And fathers are, they live with God and meeting with God in the, the highest place, you know, to maintain their spirituality. So, you know, what kind of person do you need to have in your church? You have to have fathers. So what is spirituality? It's not going up mountain and going down and again and again repeatedly, but you have to you know, stay in the peak of the mountain and then you will occupy a new the peak, new mountain peak. You know that Moses and Joshua, who were staying in the mountain, they were not corrupted. But Israelites, who were you know, staying under the mountain, they were being corrupted. So spirituality is about maintaining your fellowship with God. Receiving all dignity that is from God continuously with faith. That is the most important element for you to maintain your spirituality. So you cannot, you know, going up and back, you know, go forth and back, you know, continuously. For churches to become holy and glorious, you have to have many numbers of the fathers who can maintain their spiritual relationship, fellowship with God. You know, they will not, you know, you know be shaken by any other things. So let's, this is introduction. introduction. This is the only introduction. So let's go into the main body of the sermon. So you enjoy. Do you enjoy? It's good, isn't it? It seems that Sergio is a little bit tired. So let's go into the main body of the sermon. So you'll be, you'll be astonished because the main body will be too short. Second King chapter two. There's a time for Elijah to be lifted up to heaven. But you know, before going up to heaven, you know, Elijah visits four cities. And Elijah is following his teacher, Elijah. Even Elijah forced him to stay there. But Elisha didn't stop following his teacher. In following his teacher. And what is the focus, what is the point of, that we can find from the two kings? It's about direction. Your faith life should be aligned to the direction of God. So that's why in New Testament, it, they, they keep saying that you know, 
focus on him continuously. What does it mean that it's not you know, just you know, making you happy, but when you start an uh, engine of a car, and the two twenty thousand of elements of the car will be you know, reacting. So when I'm looking at the face of the Lord, the grace of the Lord will be coming into me. And that the all functions of your new person will be in operation. So to look at the Lord is not something emotional, but it's the operation of the function of your spirit. That's why he is asking you to focus on him. Like in the book of Hebrews, Fix your eyes on Jesus, who is the originator of faith. Why? Why is that? When you fix your eyes on Jesus, then the function of your spirit will be in operation. But it's not restricted to the fellowship with the Lord, but all spiritual things will be moving in the same way. Let's say you saw, you watch a movie for two hours, and then it will not only make you happy, But it will revive all the functions of your old person in you. And those who are spiritual will understand that. When you watch the movie for two hours, at least you, know, you need a week to solve the problem, to cleanse yourself. And it is, you know, it takes, you know, one week to eliminate all the power and functions of the old person out of watching a movie. Maybe it depends upon what kind of movie you you, you watch. Let's say you saw a kind of, you know, immoral, you know, movie like the violence and the immorality. All elements will be found in a movie. But when you watch a movie like that, it takes a long time you know, to you know, solve the problem out of watching the movie. And even me, demon, you know, I mean, I mean, I, mean I, I sometimes recollect the scenes of the movie that I watched it before I met with Jesus. Like, you know, the, 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 the scene of the drama that I watched it before meeting with the Lord. No, no, I, I, I remind, you know, that scenes when I'm praying, you know, even when I'm praying. Of course, it's not something that only happens in my mindset because it's from my brain. But when the spirit of the world is attacking me severely, you know, sometimes, you know, from time to time, I experience these things. As soon as I meet with the Lord, I stop drinking, I stop smoking. It was not by fault, but I was not able to continue to do so. As soon as I met with the Lord, I, I, I was disconnected from all worldly pleasures. But when the spirit of the world is too strong, but sometimes I, I feel this sort of impulse. So when I was studying in the U.S., I, I played racquetball a lot, and I enjoyed the sports. <laughs> So when I was in Iowa, I was be I, I I was able to win the championship in Iowa in racquetball in the playing. 
So after two and three hours of playing the game, and I, w I was sweating a lot. And then after that, you know, I went to a pub to drink a beer. And I had a, a cold, you know, glass of a beer. And I drank one liter of beer. And then I feel relaxed out of the drinking. And uh, some foams came out of my nostril. And sometimes I remind, you know, that moment. Although it's very rare. So listen carefully. So it's better for you not to experience the pleasure of sin. So looking at something doesn't mean, you know, that you just, you know, enjoy something or, or experiencing something emotionally. So like, you know, in the case of your smartphone, it does the same function, you know, as movie. So let's say I'm watching the news, but it's not that I'm not, I'm watching the news only, but there are other advertisements in the news, you know, beside the news. And there are some immoral, you know, advertisement, you know, that pops up, you know, in smartphone, you know, regardless of my will, right? And then you will absorb the power from there with your uh, eyes that you will activate the desire of the flesh out of watching that inner sins. And, you know, originally the human beings are created to, just to discern the black and white. So you are not, you know, designed to watch something colorful, but you know, what you need to see is the black and white. And the kingdom of God is made out of the mixture and the harmony of black and white. So for the little babies, they should not watch something colorful because they will be confused, they will be deceived. So, so as you are watching that, you know, colorful light and the function of your spirit, which is called this, will be defied and corrupted. That is why you cannot see the, the glory of God. Because the, the light of God is distorted uh, because of your pollutedness. Let's say I'm, I'm looking at this light and I, I began to watch another sort of light. I can see the light. Let's say I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the sun and for a while and then I try to see another sort of light and I cannot see that light. And the glory of God will walk like that. So when you keep seeing the, the glory of God, any other lights will not be visible to you. But when you defy your news, you know, looking at uh, compare, you know, fake lights that you, know, you will not be able to you know, see, discern the, the glory of God, that you have to wash your news uh, with the blood of Jesus. When you were 
the red glasses, you will see all things as red. When you wear black glasses, and you will see everything as black. So your news functions like that. When you receive the, the light of the world, then you will be covered with the, the, the glasses of unbelief. That Whatever you see, you will receive you know, unbelief. So there's a glasses of immorality. There's glasses of the world. In that, in so doing, your news is now being corrupted. So look at something being said. You have to maintain the fellowship with the Lord and only. So when you look at the world, a certain desire of the flesh will be activated. So the most sensitive element of your body is your eye. So there are many desires in the human being. And the channels of desires. So that's why uh, second, First John 2.15 says that desire of eyes, desire of eyesight, the, the desire that you, can re you will receive through your eyes. Of course, they, there are any other sense, senses in, in your body, like your feeling. And they will you know, corrupt your feeling. So let's go back to um, two kings. He talks about the direction of your face. So you have to fix your eyes on God only. So their journey starts from Gilgal. Gilgal is a place where you can establish the basics of your spirituality. And so that we can say that this is the most important stage for your spiritual life. But, but many people misunderstand that you, know, you can train this saint well, that you will make him pray. No, it's wrong to say that. When a saint comes to a church, and you have to set a foundation, all the foundations, and make him fast 40 days, and make him to devote everything he possesses, make him to do ministry, make him as a worshiper, make him to have his uh, true system. That's the things that you, you have to build um, when he comes to the church. And we do the same thing in the church. But it's, it's done in the early church as well. Like Hebrews 6, it says about uh, the beginnings of the, 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 the way of Christ, uh, from repentance and to eschatology. They all need to set up these two systems. So that's why we are in the pointing to terming is as uh, the, the basics of the Christ. The, the way of Christ. So, among Jesus' disciples, um, they just spent uh, six months with the Lord, but they were able to establish the early church. And as the church in Jerusalem were rising up, there were some new beginners like the deacon Philip, but they, they were able to do ministry because they establish the foundation accurately through the Holy Spirit. So please don't be deceived. So if he spent 10 years in my church, and he will be able to begin his ministry. No, the Bible doesn't speak like that. 
to when he comes to the church, he will establish all the foundation. So that is why Ephesians 4.11 is so much important. So from Gilgal, you can establish all the basics of the spirituality. There are four other types of cities. But you will spend the longest time, longest period in Gilgal. So that's why you have the desire for the spirit. If you don't have any foundations, you have to build it. Build it up. So all the words that give given to you, then is given to you in the stage of Gilgal. So I'm giving you all the foundations. So I'm not saying about you know amazing, tremendous spirituality. But you all need to deal with this issue in the stage of Gilgal. So I'm speaking about the early church. I'm not speaking the church, speaking about the church in this age. And this is how uh, the church of God should be. And after Gilgal, you will go down to Bethel. And I'm not saying about the meaning of these uh, cities. And I'm just you know, giving you the conclusion. And in Bethel, you will be imitating the character of God. After setting up the foundation, to imitate the character of God will be done immediately, quite soon. So you will go through Bethel in a short period, quickly. And then you will travel to Jericho. In Jericho, you will have severe spiritual warfare. Like in First John, that's the stage of young others, young men. And then you will have spiritual scandal in the stage of Jericho. And the demon will focus on you when you enter into Jericho. So when you went up into Jericho, the demon will know that there's one more dangerous people for us that I will not ignore him. And you have, you know, the suffering through the severe spiritual warfare. Maybe after three years since I met with the Lord, and that was the moment when I had my first you know, children, first child, and second, and that was you know, why you know my first one and second one had to go through severe spiritual warfare. So in this stage, when you look at God, fix your eyes on God, and God is going to make you victorious. But once you turn your eyes to the world, and then you will be destroyed thoroughly. That is the thing that will happen in Jericho. But in this stage, you will be receiving power and authority. But there will not be uh, someone who are now in Jericho among this person. It's not something difficult, but it's a matter of direction. When you keep looking at God, and you will lead you in the way. But once you look at you know, the, the world, and then the one time you will look at yourself, and the one time you will look at God, and then there's there's reason that you cannot grow. Because you are turning your eyes you know, too often. So after Jericho, you will be able to reach Jordan, River Jordan. And the Jordan stands for the Sage of Rest. And then you will be able to split the River Jordan. 
which means that you are now in the Sabbath rest stage of faith. So now, through this age, God is looking for someone who are entering into this stage of Jordan. In Jordan, to let's look at the, the text a bit more. So that's why I'm saying that your first life is something difficult. It's not difficult, but you no, know, it became it becomes difficult you know, for you if you try to mix something with the word of God. But what you need is just to fix your eyes on Him, just receive the word of God with faith. Maybe there are some difficult issues, you know, because you have to endure. You have to wait upon the Lord. Now that will be one difficulty that you will go through. That's the only thing, but but it's not that you have to you know, learn some techniques. You have to you know, study about some skills. It's not that you have to you know, find out something new. No, that will even give you more difficulties, but the life with God doesn't go like that. Because He will let you know everything. He will give you everything. What you need is to believe. But why do you feel it's too hard to maintain the relationship with God? Because you try to do something in a Hellenistic way. But this issue is found from my church as well. So to look at my saints, you know, they feel it's so difficult to live with God because they experienced another church before me. You know, they were you know, living in religious churches. So it's hard for them you know, to be you know, untied from that bondages that they try to solve the issues you know, on their own you know, using the Hellenist way of thinking. No, but originally speaking, to live with God is not that difficult. I don't study, I don't need to you know, research. No, that's not how you can live with God. So through this conference, I want you to change your spiritual nature, spiritual character spiritual nature. So from the first day of the conference, I was, I, I, I recognized that your face is not young, the face of young adults, all of you are having the face of grandparents, like old men. It's like, you know, you had go through all the pains that you know, the old men will go through. There's no confidence as a young man. There's no purity as a, a young adults. I, I wasn't able to find the character from your faces, but it's like you had go through all the, the pains and sufferings in the world, like an old man without joy. <laughs> But your life was not like you know you are receiving something from God. But you all you know try to do something by yourself, and so I want you to change your spiritual nature. So to live with God is not you know, difficult, you know, because it's only by grace, only by grace. So I want you to have the nature of grace. So I know the Asians, they look different from you, but something spiritual is, is going to be the same. No, so I'm going to, I'm about to be 70. So look at my face. No, am I looking as old as 70 years old? Am I looking like, you know, I've been through all the sufferings and affliction of the world? Am I looking like that? No, I, I don't look like that. So, so raise your hand if I am looking old as, you know, as if you know, I have been going through all the sufferings of the world. 
So am, I'm looking even younger than Sergio, right? So let's continue. So it is because you have wrong nature, wrong spiritual nature. So your life should be the life with the, the, the support from God. So when we look at the babies, when we touch their backs, you know, we can feel it very soft. <laughs> and I'm, I'm spiritually speaking. Why is that? The babies, they don't have any willingness to live by their own. Some live by themselves that their backs are so soft, so it's really pleasant to touch their soft. No, no, I have six kids, but none of them were having a hard back when they were young. So, but you should be like babies. You know, if you live with God, your back should be soft. So, please touch my back. No, it's soft, isn't it? It's soft as baby's back, right? Isn't it? Because I don't live by my strength. Yeah, there's no reason for me to you know, you know, have you know, my back you know, stubborn. So, so if you are oppressed spiritually, you know, your back or your neck will be stiff. Because the enemy, they planted you know, so many, you know, the kind of, you know, the hooks, you know, on your back and on your neck that you have, you know, you will not have a good circulation of body. So, listen carefully. It's easy to live with God. So if you feel it difficult, you have to repent. So for me, and I'm, you know, you know pastoring my church. But you know that you know, to pastor my church is not simple because I have to you know, lead each one of them into the stage of glorification. So I will never ignore you know, one single people. So maybe you will think that it's too, too difficult to do so. And you know that I'm traveling all around the world from Africa and Central America. And I'm receiving calls you know, every day from them. They are asking, they are requiring, and there are a lot of decisions that I need to make. So how busy am I? But the thing is that if you visit my church, you will know that I'm not busy at all. Of course, you know, I have to wake up in 2 a.m. to pray, but there's nothing that I'm doing, you know. And, you know, in the afternoon, I spend all time in the gym. And after working out, because I rely on God thoroughly, and I pray God, pray to God. And nine things out of ten I should do will be done by Him. So I'm not doing by myself. So this is the life that is carried on by the grace of God, not by the law. So in the midst of, uh, in the, the, proce the procedure of my life, I decide that I pray, no, and that God is not doing, and then I don't do either. But why are you are busy is that you pray, and God is not doing, and you try to do something by yourself. That's why you become busy. So when I pray, 
and God doesn't do anything, and I'm not doing anything either. So I stop there, and there's no reason for me to become busy. But many of you, I know that you don't even pray, but when you pray, if God doesn't do, and you try to do something by yourself, that's the reason that your life doesn't change. You don't know about the principle of grace and being influenced by the Spirit of the Lord. So why do you do if God doesn't give you? So we are servants. Of course, we are children of God. But in a certain way, we can call ourselves the servant of God. Servants should do something that is ordered by the master. You don't need to do something that is not ordered by the master, right? So what is the pleasure of the servant? It's to just hanging out if the master doesn't look at you. So let's go to Jordan. And that is a sage of the rest of faith. And let's look at from verse 7. Fifteen men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. So there were a group of people you know, who were looking at the two people. No, they are looking at Elijah and Elijah. And they are sensitive enough to understand that this situation and their teachers are you know, going up to heaven. So looking at you know, them, it's not problematic itself, but they have to pursue you know, like Elijah did. And Elijah looked at his teacher and he decided to pursue. So when he pursues, it means that he look at his teacher in a proper way. So accurately, when you look at something accurately, and then you'll be able to pursue it. But rest 50 men, they aren't even looking at the teacher, but they are not you know, looking at the teacher in a proper way that they don't pursue. In verse 8, Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and sucked the water with, the, with it. And the water divided to the right and to the left. And 9, when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elijah, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? So they reached Jordan, and Elijah was able to receive you know, what he seeks from Elijah, Elijah. So when you enter into the stage of faith, stage of rest of your faith, and you will see that what you are seeking from God will be realized. So whenever you seek something, and the answer from God is to just one. Now let it be done according to your faith. So when you enter into the rest stage of faith, and God is going to move according to your proclamation. And maybe in some way, you know, you will proclaim because God speaks to you. But there's no clear distinction between these two cases because God respects your decision thoroughly. 
he trusts in you. So that's why he's telling to you that you know, let it be done according to your faith. So what you hope for will be realized before your eyes. So you receive faith as gift. And then your hope will be realized before you. And all the ministry I'm doing now is done in that way. So he has bad eyesight, and then I believe that God is going to heal him, and then I you know, hope for the healing, and then it's going to be it's going to be realized before my eyes. And like you know the the, the paralyzed person will be able to walk, and all are healed by faith, and then I proclaim walk. And he can walk, and which means that it's realized. So this is the stage of rest. And God wants all of you to have faith like that. And God wants to tell you, you know, let it be done according to your faith. So have a pure faith. So what Elisha was seeking, he said, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Is it out of greed or not? If it's out of greed, you know, it's not going to be answered. Why Elisha sought this you know, tremendous thing just because of his limitation? This great teacher had to go to suffer, go through the suffer, sufferings. But, you know, I'm too weak, you know, comparing myself to my teacher. Elisha was having a humble heart. So this is kind of seeking out of humble heart. So we call this generation as the generations of the Elijah. So you also need this faith. Lord, please have, give us double portion of your spirit. Double portion of your spirit. Because this is the age of Elisha. So 10, verse 10. Elijah answered, You have asked me a difficult thing. But if you see me when I'm taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. What does it mean? Elijah recognized Elisha as his successor. So as I'm taken away, you will be my successor to carry on this ministry. So this is time for Elijah's successors will arise and they will receive the portion of Elijah. So as I told you yesterday, and there will be a flame coming from heaven to the earth, and then the spiritual world be actualized, will be in, in the three-dimensional world, and the, the world will be split into two parts, and the mana will fall again. And because this is a time for Elijah's successors will arise. So I want all of you to arise as a successor of Elijah. And you have to seek the same thing with faith. Lord, give me the double portion of your spirit. So let's continue. 
As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. And Elijah will come again in the same time. Because he didn't taste the death. As a representative figure of prophet, he will come again. That is from you know, Revelation 11. And there are two witnesses. One is Israel, and I mean, one is Moses, and the other is Elijah. Did Moses die or not? Did Moses die or not? Die or not? No? Yes? Strictly speaking, Moses was lost because we haven't found the, the dead body of Moses. So we cannot say that he is dead or he's alive. But after 3,000 years, in the time of the end time, Moses will come again. And Elijah, both Elijah and Moses will come again as two witnesses of Israelite. That is from Revelation 11. So Elijah went up to heaven. So 12, Elijah saw this and cried out, My father, my father. And Elijah was father at the same time it was his teacher. And the chariots and horsemen of Israel. This one man, Elijah, because of this one man, the enemy were not able to, you know, the, the come into Israel. And this amazing two witnesses will arise as a glorious church. And then Elijah saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it into two. In two. And it's not that Elijah took the cloak of Elijah, but he tore out his clothes. Why? Why is that? Because he need to wear the cloak of Elijah. Elijah, you know, just renounced his cloak. So in order for you, you know, to stand up as a, to rise up as a the, the new generation, you have to tore your coat like the coat of immorality, coat of war, coat of unbelief. All these filthy garments should be torn away. That you can take the, the coat of Elijah. So by faith. And 13. Elijah then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him. And it's not you know, difficult for Elijah to take Elijah's coat. And we are living in the age that we are about to take the coat of Elijah. But who can wear the coat? Those who you know, renounce their own coat in thoroughly, entirely, you have to tear it off. You have to tear it off. Tear your shirt off. And 14. He took the clock and that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Why is he speaking like that? Once he you know, struck the water, it is not divided you know, by his clock. So he's now you know, imitating you know, his teacher. So it didn't happen. So 
That's why Elisha once again tried to divide the water. So he's asking to God that if you recognize me as a successor of Elijah, the water should be divided like Elijah. So as a result, and then he struck the water, he divide to the right and to the left. So there's no limitation in your faith. So you prayed one time and then it didn't happen. But you prayed once again and then it will happen. So 15. And the company of the prophets from Jericho who were watching said, the spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha. And they are sensitive enough to see that. But you know, their case is wrong because and they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. And that's another wrong thing. No, they should bow before the Lord, not before a human being. No, they have wrong focus, you know. And then, and they are asking Elisha, we, your servant, have 50 able men. Let them go and look for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has picked up, pick him up and set him down on some mountain. So, no, that was Elijah's reply. But, you know, they persisted until he was too embarrassed to refuse. So he said, send them. And they sent 50 men. So when you fix your eyes on God accurately, if you are looking at him, it's natural for you to pursue him. But when you look at God in your own ways, in your own point of view, through your own thinking, and there will be some problem in your spirituality. From 19. And that's the evidence that Elijah was able to enter into the rest stage of faith. And he went to Jericho. But the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Water stands for the word of God. Because the water is polluted that you will not be able to bear the fruit. But Elijah brought salt and he, you know, sprinkled the salt on the water, which means that he restored the corrupted truth that you know, they will be able to bear the fruit. So for the church of God, you know, if the truth is polluted, they will never be able to bear the fruit. So they have to restore the truth of God. And secondly, and he went up to Bethel, and the some boys came out of the town and cheered at him. Get out of here boldly. Get out of here boldly. You are bold-headed. And it seems that Elijah was bold-headed. Elijah. So, few years ago, no, I prayed. And then when God called me to the ministry, you know, he, gave, he gave me this word that I'm waiting for 33 years you know, to receive the cloak of Elijah. So I prayed God, you know, looking at the mirror, Lord, you know, I'm becoming like Elijah, but you know, the, the double portion of the spirit has not reached yet. Reached yet. It's not reached yet. I'm becoming bold, you know. <laughs> So Elisha, the curse, and then two bears came out of the woods and you know, 
it killed the two of the boys. So it's, a, it's sent for the authority of the world. So when you enter into the rest stage of faith, and then according to your proclamation, God is going to work. So you have the authority of the world. So please desire for the rest stage of the faith. Just fix your eyes on Him. Just pursue Him. And then from a certain moment, you will be experiencing the rest stage of faith that whatever you proclaim from your mouth will not fall onto the ground. Are you in Gilgal now? And set up the strong, firm foundation. And you have to master prayer. You have to build up the true system. You have to be a worshiper. And then you will go up to Bethel. And then you will imitate the character of God. And then you will continue to Jericho to experience severe spiritual warfare. And in the spiritual world, you will be acknowledged. So like in the book of Acts, the, the demon speaking to the people that I know Jesus and I know Paul. This stands for that. You know, you know, you have, you know, if the same thing happens, you know, you are having the spiritual scandal. Maybe 17 years ago, the same thing happened to me. And then a demon-possessed person from the farthest the place of the Korean Peninsula, and I never met with him before. But his pastor was going to bring him to cast out demons, you know, you know by me. And but the demons were speaking to the pastor that you know, please don't send me to Pastor Minokim. So it's not something that will happen to me only. When you, you know, go through Jericho, your name will be known to the demons. Having a spiritual scandals, you will be acknowledged by demons as a dangerous figure. And that at last you reached Jordan. I want to see in Jordan all of you. And then taking the cloak of Elijah, then you'll be able to divide the water, Jordan. Lord, I bless them as a successor of Elijah. I bless them as a successor of Elijah. So let's pray together. Lord, let them be emptied. Let them be good soil. Let them meet with the Lord in the the peak of the mountain that they can carry on until they reach children, that they can enter into the rest stage of faith. Lord, please give them strong faith as gift for them. Let them tear off their old, the old clocks like the clocks of immorality, clocks of unbelief, clocks of the old evil spirit, clocks of unbelief, and re be ready for taking the course of Elijah. This is the season for Elijah's successor to arrive. Lord, please give us the double portion of the spirit. Let's pray together.